It's easy to get lost. This is The Revenue Maze, and I'm Valerie Cobb. Join me as we navigate the halls, dead ends, and U-turns on our path towards upward growth trajectory. The Revenue Maze is sponsored by Lodestar URY, guidance and execution through fractional revenue leadership, uncovering hidden revenue streams, and empowering small business growth through process-driven sales. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad you're all listening today. I have a great guest today. I'm so excited. He's won awards, got a patent, cares about the environment, which we're all way into, passionate about impacting lives with technology. I love that. And wait for it. He's the CEO at Jewel Case. Welcome, James Wagner. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. I love that you're here. There's so many exciting things that you are doing, and we're going to get to that. But we always have to start the revenue maze the same way for the listeners that with our thesis of what's one thing that you can tell the audience that will help them get out of the revenue maze. You know, it's not revolutionary, but, um, you know, if you are in the revenue maze, you're going to understand that is, is just to start with one thing and find that product market fit and then, and then you can expand. But, um, you know, and, and you might have to cast that net, net wide in terms of finding that product market fit. Uh, but once you found that and you really know what that is, and if you, you know, if you're wondering if, you know, maybe I have it here, um, I'm here to tell you, you don't, right? That's like, if you're kind of thinking you have it, you don't. Uh, it, it is very obvious when you do, uh, when customers come knocking at your door, uh, asking for stuff that you didn't even know that that was, you know, that, that you'd reached out to them or anything like that, then you have the product market fit. Then that's when you can, you know, narrow that wide net and really dive in deep to that focused vertical that had that, uh, that, that has that fit and then go from there. Wow. Yeah. I think sometimes we underestimate just that clause, product market fit, right? I mean, I've worked with getting on board SDRs and different things for different companies. And one of the things that um, Aaron Ross group, I'm trying to remember ah, what they're called. <laughs> Anyways, you know, the first thing they'll ask you is, you know, if there's good product market fit, then yeah, we can take off. <laughs> if it's if it's really muddled you know it could be a long time so I 100% agree with you on that but what are a couple of things that you've done to help with getting that product market fit so jewel case has been on a very long journey uh we, you know we were founded in 2015 and uh, you know there's a big vision of building you know, the standard product platform for all of your energy needs, broadly speaking. Uh, but then, you know, how do you go from there to customers and revenue? Mm -hmm. And um, and then so we were, we, we had some pretty exciting uh, customers in music festivals and events. Uh, we did a big um, live demonstration in front of AEG live, uh, I'm, uh, um, you know, uh, live music as well, mm -hmm. right? Um, and Insomniac, um, you know, wow. the biggest players around events. And uh, and that was February of 2020. 
So uh, we all know how that all went. Um, and, uh, and we had to you know, find another customer that was willing to pay uh, for a dual case product. So you know, we've had to kind of find our product market fit twice uh, wow. where you know, now what do you do when there's no events and the world changes? Uh, and what we've been able to do is, is cast that net wide again and then find you know, that our uh, product fits very well in you know, these uh, businesses, uh, SMBs, uh, and even enterprise that have uh, large power applications that are they're, they're portable or you know, that can't be relied on the grid to, to serve. And those are becoming increasingly more. Uh, the trust in the grid is starting to degrade and the trust in batteries is starting to improve. And, and so, um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, we, we absolutely have a tremendous fit on the product market fit uh, in businesses. That is so interesting that you had to do it twice, first of all. And yes, we all <laughs> know the reasoning behind that. But yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's the world and the globe has been poised for this for a while. And we'll get into your product a little bit later, but it, you know, um, and it's, it's nice that you didn't just go, okay, well, crap, now what do we do? And, and you tried to see some more other avenues to go into that. I think sometimes companies do um, spread themselves too broad. I'm working with one right now that has so many products that their sales team doesn't, you know, it's like, well, what do you, what do you do? And, and, you know, a lot of these smaller businesses don't have the bandwidth of these massive companies that can handle that kind of thing. So I completely agree with that one. So yeah, that's exciting. And I was, I, I was laughing when, when we were talking before, you know, of talking about some of the events like Burning Man and my daughter's going, oh my gosh, yes, that would have been a great event and all those things. And then I noticed that you guys were also at the biggest food truck. <laughs> event and I didn't know there was such a thing even as a big food truck we're in we're currently in North Idaho and they have a food truck place that's all they do is food trucks you know and it's hugely but tell us about that that is that was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun um you know we're a part of that association uh there are several uh, members in fact a lot of the leadership have converted their food trucks to jewel case already. And, uh, and there was a big idea of having a big food truck rally in a baseball stadium, you know, right there on the ballpark in the field. Uh, and how cool is that? Right. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, to have the trust where they could trust that whole event to be powered by jewel case, right. That doesn't just happen. Uh, you know, there is a lot of, um, you know, case studies that they could point to. And, uh, and then, so, um, you know, we were interested in it. Uh, and uh, all of the food trucks kind of at the price of emission was to get powered by jewel case. Cause you know, uh, you have the early adopters in a lot of these food trucks, but then you have some that, um, you know, are just not going to trust a new technology no matter what. Right. Uh, but the, the requirement was you had to be powered by jewel case and, and the ability, the fact that there are several trucks that are already being powered by us gave them, you know, that strength to say, yes, this is in fact what you need to do. Uh, uh, you know, and just, the, um, you know, the exposure to the stadium, the exposure to in terms of the, the grass and everything, right? The, um, the noise, the pollution, uh, they wanted to have something that had a better message than, you know, hey, here's, 
uh, all of these generators being um, powering, you know, food in, on a ballpark. So, um, yeah, we we jumped in there uh, and um, you know powered all. There was there's 18 food trucks uh, that all participated. The whole event uh, sold out. Uh, I think all of the food trucks actually sold out their food as well. Um, so it was a tremendous event. Uh, I'm sure it's the first of many to come. Uh, and um, you know, a lot of really excited jewel case customers as well when we were able to prove that this was very easy for jewel case to do for them. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. So the energy, obviously the energy sector is quite hot right now, right? And um, as always, we all need, we all want and need that. Some, some in other countries don't have it. I remember when I was living in the Cayman Islands and a hurricane Ivan hit and wiped it out. I took some, um, I had to drive one of the ladies that I knew was Jamaican and they used to share a place in basically a hovel. And um, in that, they had to have propane or they couldn't cook. So you had to go get a propane tank, bring it back because they didn't have car. They didn't have the ability to do a car. They weren't, um, you know, obviously if they were sharing space, that was kind of how the world was in the, in the other countries at the time. And one of the things that was so interesting, fast forwarding, is, you know, I, I was in the heavy equipment space and all of Volvo, all of the organizations are, are all moving and trying to move to electric powered, even um, all the heavy equipment, right? Which takes some serious juice to, to do that. But I did notice that you have a massive, you know, I see those on this construction site, you know, an entire container battery kind of thing, you know, yeah. sort of. And of course, that's not the correct term, but it, it, it's challenging, especially with the infrastructure projects that are slated and happening throughout the globe for the places like when I was talking about the gal in Jamaica, you know, you have a lot of those mega cities um, cropping up and they all need power. They all need all that infrastructure put into play. And it looked to me a lot like Jewel case was right up there with all the the green technology, and I I'd love to hear a little more how you got to this point. You know, how I, that's great. You got a product market fit, but I you know, did you just wake up one day and go, yeah, this is green, and we're gonna figure this out? You said it's been a while. So how yeah, yeah. what brought you into the space? Kind of back a little bit, back up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, happy to give the backstory. Um, you know, this is a story with my co-founder and I, Alex Livingston, and mm -hmm. uh, we actually met uh, freshman year at University of Idaho, mm -hmm. so North Idaho there, uh, and um, and then you know, fast forward uh, four years, uh, we're uh, graduating, and uh, this was kind of when um, you know the world started to realize that you have a global warming problem, and that you know all of these gasoline and diesel uh, vehicles are an issue. Uh, and, and then the magic bullet was going to be hydrogen. Um, and then, mm -hmm. so 2006, um, you know, we, you know, we were talking and, and we both agreed that hydrogen was kind of, um, just not going to be the solution bottom line. You know, it's great that like shell or these automotive companies are saying hydrogen, but there's, there's some massive problems that are not going to get figured out. They're going to prevent that from happening. It's going to be batteries. 
-huh. okay, charging. And then so we ultimately developed um, a battery swapping system for electric vehicles, right? And kind of the, um, you know, wet behind the ears, 22 year old uh, mechanical engineer uh, building a whole, you know, uh, these battery blade systems. So you have, you know, you'd have eight of them for your Honda Civic, you'd have 13 for your Chevy Suburban, um, and you could go to a gas station and, you know, 20 pounds each have that gas station attendant to swap them out. And, and now you don't have that, that problem of charging for hours. And, um, and then, so we went to a couple different, uh, green trade shows, got featured in green beat, uh, magazine, which was the hmm. publication back then. And, um, and then surprise, surprise, Spain reached out to us. And, you know, again, we're 20, now we're maybe 23 year old kids or, <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're, you know, I mean, this is, this is fun for us, right? We think this is a good idea, um, but um, certainly are, are, you know, not really understanding what is exactly going on. I guess you know, the other part of the story too is um, there's another company called Project Better Place at this time. Uh, they had a, another EV swappable system. Uh, they were funded with $1.2 billion dollars. Uh, for an EV exchange system that would be one single pack, mm -hmm. uh, right? And it's a whole car wash. So a million dollars to set up this infrastructure with a giant mechanical arm that pulls that 800 pound battery from your car and then puts another 800 pound battery in exchange and then you drive off. Uh -huh. uh, that creates a lot of engineering challenges. Mm -hmm. It created some really ugly cars. And, uh, <laughs> <I bet. laughs> and and now you don't see Project Better Place around. Uh, they didn't. What our it, cars right? need to be pretty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Right, and, and and then so they they didn't make it, and and you know there was a big you know the Great Recession. Um, you know their clean tech as a whole really took a backseat to you know the European austerity measures you know, the great recession and the jobs being lost. And so, you know, that was unfortunate in terms of you know, the, the clean tech story in trying mm -hmm. to prevent uh, pollution or prevent greenhouse gases, right? But, um, you know, that, so Jewel Case didn't make it, uh, but we ultimately had this, you know, this contract with Spain to supply 12,000 taxis with this battery system that Alex and I designed, <laughs> you know, when we're 22 years old. Yeah. Um, and, and then, so that was pretty cool. And then, you know, when they said that, you know, they're canceling that contract, uh, that's when my hair turned gray. Um, and, <laughs> that's when mine would too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although um, I dye mine. So <laughs> <laughs> I cheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but th so that was kind of the start of jewel case. And then okay. we had to kind of take professional jobs. Um, <laughs> and then we, you know, then, then, then we're in Portland in 2015 together. Uh, Alex was at Sharp. Um, and uh, we're like, you know, there's maybe some other legs to this. And uh, we were looking at Goal Zero. Goal Zero just sold to NRG around that time. Um, and we thought that it would be something even more exciting what Goal Zero built. Something that, you know, could build out not just, you know, one-off sale, but a, you know, an ecosystem that you could engage with. Um, and, um, and then so Alex and I... You know, we're now on our sixth version of our product that we built and sold to customers to kind of iterate on how we want to build the product itself. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, two different markets now that we've really focused on. Um, and, uh, you know, what we're building is not, it's, it's, it's really, it's a lot of work. It's not just a one-off sale. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I couldn't be more excited about where we are. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting story. And, 
the audience probably would love to hear that you you're a cyclist as well because you're very it, it you kind of practice what you preach when it's calling green right and so i i heard a little bit that was it you went from san francisco to la los angeles and then i'm trying to remember seattle to portland or was that was that right oh my yeah. gosh yeah. Ding, 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 I win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I yeah, was trying love, to... <laughs> love cycling. Um, and, uh, you know, I Seattle to Portland is a big ride. Uh, there's 10,000 riders who do it every year. Um, the, that was actually the first ride I ever really did. It's just a friend and I, you know, kind of New Year's resolution, saying what we're going to do. And, and then uh, really, you know, and actually he... Um, he abandoned me, but I stuck to it, right? And and finished that ride and, and ended up doing it in one day. So it's normally a 200 mile ride in two days um, and did the one day version of it, which uh, the theory being is that you don't have to wake up sore and get on your bike again. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I would have preferred the two day. Uh, but then that really spurred a passion of uh, cycling for me that you know, I've, uh, you know, done, yeah, San Francisco to LA. Uh, I rode around Mount Rainier here in Seattle. Um, so that's a 150 mile ride, 10,000 feet of uh, vertical. Um, wow. You know, a lot of other kind of century rides that I'll, I'll do every once in a while. It's kind of my stress reliever, right? To go out on, <laughs> on a beautiful uh, day and just get on the bike. Yeah, I can imagine. So let's talk a little bit more. We want to get in and hear more about you personally, but a little bit more about, you know, the show, because it is the revenue ways. One thing that I am always thinking about, and for my clients, I'm always thinking about is the, the value proposition on certain things. And, and I don't pitch products on the show or anything like that, but when we're talking about energy and we're talking about renewables, and talking about saving the planet and all of all of that kind of stuff. What what sort of differentiates jewel case like from some of the other types of things that would say this is the better option to go um, for the planet wise for the investor wise? I know you guys are working on you got your first round of crowdfunding and you're on your second round right now and. So I'm just curious, like to an investor, what would you, what would you be saying here? You're going to invest in this one versus this one. Cause I'm, you know, I'm in sales. So I'm always curious about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on the investor side, and I also love to talk about it on the customer side as well, but on the investor side, um, you know, Jewel Case has got a phenomenal team. Uh -huh. um, you know, you have uh, Alex and I um, is spending more than a decade each, you know, it's coming up on, you know, it's 15 years now in terms of battery applications. Uh, uh -huh. You have a COO that's uh, got five successful exits. Uh, we're able to hire Apple's head of battery. Wow. Um, so this guy was a decade at Apple building out all of the battery systems for all of the Apple products. He's got 17 patents around consumer battery applications. And wow. he, and we actually just promoted him to CTO, but he's been with Dualcase for a year now, mm -hmm. uh, continue to develop out our technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and so with Dave at the helm of our technology, we now have, uh, I believe it's now seven patents that are granted, uh, all focused on our application of our battery systems. Mm -hmm. uh, we now have 20 additional patents that are pending. Uh, and then you have some very exciting large customers that 
are on board with our uh, with with our platform, right? So, uh -huh. um, you know, the preferred power provider for Insomniac. Insomniac's a massive uh, music festival venue. Mm, um, you know, they yeah. do uh, over 100 events worldwide, and and um, you know, we've we've powered three of their events now, and that's you know that's that's not to take it lightly because it means that they've trusted Jewelcase to be integrated in their infrastructure for power. Power is the fundamental part of of their event. If they don't have any power, it doesn't happen. So, um, you know, you can check out more, um, you know, we're on WeFunder, uh, right? We now have over a thousand investors uh, mm -hmm. on our campaign, uh, but uh, wefunder.com slash jewel period case, or just go to the dual case website and you're going to see the banner up there and yeah. you can learn more about what we're doing in there. But, um, you know, uh, you have multiple different markets. Uh, you have a product market fit that we're describing here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I might be a little biased, but uh, the <laughs> team uh, that we built is really uh, a world-class team and a leader in the industry. And that doesn't even go into some, I mean, so for example, so talk about sales. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we just hired uh, Grant Cordone's uh, right-hand man. Oh, wow. Um, Good and for you. So, so Justin Levier um, is taken over as our vice president of sales and um, has made a huge impact. Our, our sales have grown dramatically since he's, uh, and this is just getting started. He's two months into the job. Uh, wow. But, um, you know, so just a couple other tidbits of, um, you know, of other people. Another one, I mean, our marketing person is a twice over investor in a jewel case. So as an angel investor, he invested twice and he's so excited about it that now he's jumped on full time as our marketing and, and uh, has done a tremendous job over there as well. That's awesome. So, yeah, I was I was just curious because when I was looking at it, I was kind of going, okay, if we're what what would bring that second round and what and it sounds like you've got really great talent coming into it. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So then I just people have to get to know you personally. And we talked about cycling and some of those things. What else do you like to do? What are you passionate about other than batteries? I don't want to hear batteries anymore. More batteries. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely geek out on some batteries. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's cycling and camping uh, and backpacking in the summer. Uh, and then it's uh, a lot of skiing in the winter and, uh, you know, grew oh, up yeah. in Idaho, started skiing at age three. Uh, you know, I, I ski and I snowboard. And so it kind of just depends on the mountain and the train, the train and who I'm going with. Uh, uh -huh. But, um, you know, I have to live in a place where there's mountain. You know, I can kind of see someone and go skiing for a day, uh, right? Like on a Sunday, go just for a day trip, something uh -huh. like that. Um, and uh, try to go as much as I can because uh, it's absolutely my uh, happy place in the winter. <laughs> exactly. In the darker places, that is what you have to be able to do. You were, that's right. We were talking about Schweitzer mountain up yeah. here in the Coeur d'Alene area, Sandpoint area. So that's, that's, that's fun. That is a lot of fun stuff. So anyways, well, it sounds exciting. Some of the stuff that you've been working on and you've definitely, I, I, I would say you have the patience of Job, but you would have to be as an inventor and as starting a company. So that's amazing stuff there. So what advice would you give people who are trying to nest, you know, like your younger self, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, it's, it's always, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I was given this advice and I didn't heed it, um, you know, but it's always going to take longer and cost more money. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, 
you know, another one that, you know, pre, one of your previous guests also said is, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Uh, I, I, I really adhere to that piece of advice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be, really be curious, ever, ever curious. And, um, and then, you know, maybe another one that I think is important is, is um, you know, don't, um, you know, don't, don't ever, you know, come in with a lot of pride or, or think that you, you know, I mean, you just don't know anything, right? Come in with this curiosity mindset, come in with a growth mindset, um, you know, come into any type of conversation open and honest, mm-hmm. uh, willing to ask questions and also to offer up your own knowledge. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've learned a tremendous amount from, you know, fellow entrepreneurs, uh, co-founders, uh, from investors, from strategic partners. Um, and, um, in, you know, I've immediately had to put that to use uh, but that's not, you know, it's not anything, you know, on my side, that's more on just their, um, you know, generosity to share. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, just put that to use. It's, it's nothing, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's not hard, right? It's, um, you know, fundamentally, if you can do this without having the pride and put, just continue to put in the hard work and have the patience, right? Just have all these things and, and you're fine, right? Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's just, if, if you can, if you can find something that you're passionate about uh, and that you, um, you know, are excited about every day uh, that, you know, even in the lowest of lows that you strongly believe in, uh, then you have a winner and uh, go follow that. Uh, you know, if you're doing something that you uh, don't have passion for, it's, it's, it's going to be work every day. That's very true. It's going to be work anyway, but yeah, it'd be nice yeah. if it's you're passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that's that's good advice. And I think that the listeners, some this is the audience is small businesses and they are also traversing some of the very similar things, you know. And it's it can be difficult for sure, you know, and with 84% of um failing in the first few years, you want to you want to hear advice, you want to listen don't, you know, don't, uh, think, you know, everything. And then you're the one that failed in the first four, (laughs) five years. I I know as I've gotten older, that is the one thing I just, I don't know what I don't know, you know, and curiosity sometimes gets the best of me because I like asking questions. Well, how did you, what, why, why, you know, and it helped me in new product development for sure. But that was for other companies, not myself. So I, I'm always curious about that. So, yeah. wow, James. Well, crowdfunding, um, being humble, all this wonderful stuff. How can people get a hold of you for Jewel Case? What's the best way? Yeah, great. Uh, so I'm fairly active on LinkedIn and uh, anyone wants to, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, that would be great. Uh, you know, send a note, um, just introducing yourself and um, you know, happy to connect there. That's awesome. Should they invite you skiing too? Uh, if anyone, <laughs> yeah. In the, in the Northwest, great Northwest and uh, you must go skiing or go cycling. Right. Um, just did a, you know, I had a wet Memorial Day weekend here in Seattle this weekend, yes, but I uh, went hiking anyway, um, you know, and, uh, but any of that stuff would love to, you know, to talk business and go, uh, go outside and, and enjoy uh, 
fresh air and and some you know some great physical activity right uh, i would love to to do that with anyone perfect well, there you have it, everybody um, that is listening on the Revenue Maze. It's been really exciting to listen to James and his story and what they're doing with Jewel Case and ways to get out of the Revenue Maze. Thanks again. Thank you again, James. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining another great episode. For show notes, links, and resources, visit RevenueMaze.com. And never forget, you are why. 